You're listening to a podcast from Victory. God's justifying grace transforms our eternity. Learn more about this message in week one of our series, Amazing Grace. This is Paul writing to Titus in Crete. And they just planted the church. And it, this was an interesting church plant. Dahil interesting yung mga tao sa Crete. And he was reminding them and telling them who they were, what God did, and what He plans to do. Dito natin makikita starting in verse 3. For we ourselves were once foolish, disobedient, led astray, slaves to various passions and pleasures, passing our days in malice and envy, hated by others and hating one another. Verse 4, But when the goodness and loving kindness of God, our Savior, appeared, He saved us, not because of works done by us in righteousness, but according to His own mercy, by the washing of regeneration and renewal of the Holy Spirit. Verse 6, Whom He poured out on us richly through Jesus Christ, our Savior. And finally, verse 7, So that being justified by His grace, we might become heirs according to the hope of eternal life. Now, Paul, Paul planted a church. And some of the disciples planted a church in Crete. And Titus was the lead guy. raise up young person to lead that church. In this letter, he was giving a reminder. It, actually, it's a sobering reminder. Alam mo yung maghunus dili kayo, sandali lang. Ganito yung tone ng letter niya. Parang, teka lang, teka lang. Tumigil muna kayo sa mga pinaggagawa nyo. Pakinggan nyo lang ako. Hindi ba ganito kayo nun? Yan yung tone ng letter na to. Reminding the audience of who they were. If you say you were from Crete during that time, you were a Cretan. Cretan ka. Pag sinabing taga-Crete ka, merong words, merong understanding ang mga tao nakakaalam about Crete kung anong klaseng tao ka. Pag sinabi mong taga-alabang ka, saan ka nakatira? I live in Alabang. Alam mo na ako mga, ay, mahilig sa mga ano to, magimik-gimik, mahilig sa ganito-ganyan. Pag sinabing taga Katipunan ka. Ay, mapait na tao to. Ay, maganda loob nito. Ay, mga ganyan. May, meron na tayong preconception about a people based on where they live or where they're from. Tama ba? And if you are from Crete, ganito ang impression sa'yo based on uh, Paul's writing himself in Titus 1 verse 12 that uh, scholars have dated back to the mention by a philosopher. Diniscribe niya tong Crete about 600 years ago, before, uh, 600 years, more than 600 years before Paul wrote this letter. So yung impression na to nag-stick na sa mga tao. One of the Cretans, a prophet of their own, said, Cretans are always liars. Mga sinungaling niya, mga Cretans. 
evil beasts, mga hayop. Ganon, evil beasts, di ba? Ano pa ba yung beast? Di ba? Hayop lang naman yun. Oh, dati pa pala ginagamit yung word na yun eh. Hayop daw sila. Hayop na masama. And lazy glutton. Parang double, ano yan ha? Double dead yun ha? Lazy ka na, glutton ka pa. <laughs> Parang, ano, wala ka nang ginawa. Kung di kumain, hintay mo na lang malaglag yung pagkain sa bibig mo. May kilala ka bang ganon? Huwag mo nang ano yun yung katabi mo. Ikaw din yan, ikaw din yan. Yuy! <laughs> lazy glutton. Have you ever heard of a more demeaning description about people? Sinungaling. Masamang hayop, hayop na hayop talaga tong tao na to, hindi hanep, hayop. And lazy glutton, pagkatamad-tamad, walang kasing tamad. Ganon ang description sa kanila. And that was what Paul was telling them about. Because the first thing we need to understand, when we understand, want to understand the amazing grace of God, number one thing that we need to be in, is that we all need to remember why or who we were apart from God. If we don't remember who you were before you met God, if you don't remember or you don't recall who you were, what your life was like before you surrendered your life to God, I'm talking to two types of people here, basically. People who have put their faith in God through His Son and, then, and have, have been changed, transformed, we need to remember what was my life like before I met God. And then maybe meron ding mga tao dito, you've never given your life over to God. You've never surrendered your life and, or put your faith in Jesus Christ as your Lord and only Savior. I'm also talking to you. This, is, this message is also for you. You need to understand what your life is like right now. That's why you're here maybe. You're searching for God. You're looking for the answer. You're looking for a way to get right with God. And I commend you for just being here. And I, I want to thank you that you're here hearing this message out. Sabi ni Paul, for we, say we. When Paul said we, alam mo pag kami nagagalit, di ba? May, merong pinapagalitan, pagka merong... Uh, Narinig mo na ba yung mga parents mo sinabi, pagka pasaway ka, kasi tayo, makulit tayo! Diba? Narinig mo na ba yan? Ganun, ba mag, ganun ka ba pagalitan ng parents mo? Kasi tayo, hindi sumusunod! <laughs> Di ba parang ganun, pagka late ka umuwi, sinabi mo sa nanay mo, tatay mo, uwi ako ng 8 o'clock, dumating ka 2 a.m. Ano ba tayo? Antikas ng ulo natin. Ganun ba sila magalit? Hindi, diba? Parang ikaw kasi! Ang tamad-tamad mo! Puro kagimik! Hindi ka nag-aaral. Puro mobile legends ginagawa mo. <laughs> Ganun eh, di ba? Momo, ikaw, ikaw. But here, Paul, galit si Paul. But he was not talking in the third person. He was talking, third person pa rin ba to? Kasama na siya eh, we. <laughs> he was also including himself. Did you notice that? He was talking to the liars. He was talking to the evil beasts. He was talking to the la- lazy gluttons, but he included himself. We. Say we. Pag sinabi kong we, hindi kayo yun. Yung katabi niyo yan. Okay? Yan, yan. Tingin kayo sa katabi mo. Sabi mo, ikaw daw yun. Sabi mo sa katabi mo, ikaw yun. Hindi kayo yun. Pag sinabi natin we, hindi ako yun. Ha? Yan, siya, siya, siya. Yan, yan, yan. yan. Para magkaintindihan. We. He said, I included were once. When we're reading the Word of God, sometimes there is a statement 
that make us gloss over the other words. But because the Word of God is so rich, dito palang ang dami na nating makukuha. When Paul said, we, it includes me. I'm not saying that I'm better than you, but I'm telling you, we need to remember who we were. Because we can never go and say that the grace of God is amazing without remembering who we, and then he goes on to say, were once. How many times, if I ask you today, how many times does it need to take for a thief to be called a thief? Ilang gamit ang kailangang manakaw niya para masabing thief siya? Sampu. Pag isa, hindi pa thief yan. First offense. <laughs> hindi pa thief yan. Papunta na sa thief. Pag second, medyo, ay, malapit-lapit na yan. Almost thief na yan. Pag tatlo, ayan talaga. Mukha, na, mukha pa lang, mukha nang magnanakaw eh. Pagka apat-lima na yan, magnanakaw na. Ganun ba? Once. Once. It only takes once. So, when Paul said, we ourselves, he was including everyone. Double pa rin to, redundant. We ourselves. Actually, what he was saying was, we too, tayo, tayong lahat, sinasabi niya. We're once, hindi ba at one point in time, and we're gonna go through each and every one of this. We were once foolish. We were once foolish. Hindi ba tayo foolish lahat? Ano ba yung foolish na yan? Alam ko yan, Pastor. Foolish heart, di ba yung foolish? Hindi mo alam, anong gagawin mo? Iba foolish. Hindi po ganun yan. Hindi ganun yan. Hindi na nila alam yung foolish heart, Pastor Jerry. Masyado ng bata yung panahon na ito. Panahon ni Pastor Jerry yan, kinuwento lang niya sa akin eh. Foolish. Ang ibig sabihin ng foolish, the way it was used here in the Greek means someone does something without thinking. Yan ang ibig sabihin ng foolish. May kinala ka bang ganon or nagawa mo ba yan sa buhay mo na meron kang ginawa, hindi mo iniisip, ginawa mo lang. Parang nakatingin ka doon sa traffic light. Naka-red. Pero hindi ka nag-iisip. Ginomo, tinapaka mo pa rin. Kasi iniisip mo, ay, malilate na ka. Ito ko yun, nabangga ka. That's foolish. You don't do that because you only do foolish things when you don't think. With your mind. When you're mindless, you're thoughtless. Tignan mo yung katabi mo. Mukha bang may mind pa yan? Mukha bang nag-iisip pa? <laughs> Medyo foolish na kung saan-saan na pumupunta yung utak. Tignan mo, bantayan nyo lang. Tulungan nyo lang siya. You were once foolish. You were once disobedient. This was prevalent among all the Cretans. Not only were they liars, evil beasts, lazy gluttons, they were notoriously known for being disobedient, disregarding authority. Walang sinusunod na authority. Kagulo sila doon. Imagine, imagine the people that Paul was trying to raise up as God's people. These were those people. And yet, Paul was saying, we. <laughs> he was not saying, you. Para, pero tayo, dito sa, ikaw daw yun. We, you. That's you. Disobedient. Unwilling to be persuaded by God or by people. Ganun ang ibig sabihin ng disobedient. Na kahit anong sabihin mo, hindi ka niya susundin. Wala siyang sinusunod na batas. That's what being disobedient means. Led astray. 
to be deceived, to be deviated, to deviate from the correct path. Many of us here can relate with this. Maybe some of us were deceived. We thought that the way to God was by doing this or following this, these, these set of steps, these set of concepts, this theory, that theory, th- this, this uh, mindset. Or maybe God does not exist as all, at all. Maybe we were led astray in that way. And Paul said, you were like that. What else? Slaves to various passions and pleasures. Grabe, talagang ewan ko na kung hindi pa natin makita yung sarili natin dito. <laughs> Sabi niya, once nga lang naman, once lang naman, we were once. Maybe one time yan, maybe one million times. Ang importante lang dito, once. The point is, it only takes one sin to be called a what? A sinner. One, slaves to various passions and pleasures that whatever you wanted to do, you just did it. You did not care whether it was right or whether it was wrong because it felt good to you, it felt right to you. Ginawa mo pa rin. Do you remember those days? Do you remember those times? That's who we were. Passing our days in malice and envy. Uh, that means spending your day doing what is wicked. Malice, ang, ang taong malisyoso. Pag sinabi mong malice, malicious-minded person, hindi lang green-minded yon. Sa kultura natin, pag sinabi mong ma- malicious, ay, bastos yan, bastos, malisyoso yan. Hindi po ganon. Hindi ganon na ibig sabihin ng malicious. Ang malicious, wala nang inisip, kundi masamang bagay. Yon ang taong malicious. Ang iniisip lang niya, anong masamang bagay ang pwede kong gawin sa taong to? Ganon lagi ang iniisip niyan. That's how wicked these people were. Hated by others. Yung word na hate, to be detested. Meron ka na bang na taong talagang sobrang naiinis ka talagang hate na hate mo, detested, disgusting kasi itong tao na to hindi nagtututrash, hindi naliligo, lapit pa ng lapit sa akin, tapos sinasabi, hi! Ganun, hello! Ganun talaga, Disgusting! Actually, yung word na bagay dito sa hated by others, yung word na bagay dito, despicable. Yan yung word na talagang swak na swak. Despicable me. Yeah? Despicable you. Yan yung sinasabi na kayo, galit na galit ang tao sa'yo. Ayaw na ayaw kanilang kasama. Napakasama mong tao kasi. Ganun kanon. Yan yung sinasabi ni Paul. And hating one another. Imagine the background. Imagine the history. Imagine the past. Imagine the kind of people that Paul was trying to deal with. And here we are listening to this, this description. Maybe some of us are going, Grabe, may mga tao palang ganun. Hindi lang nag-iisip. Wala nang ginawa, kundi masasamang bagay. Napakasasamang tao talaga ng mga tao niyan. Grabe. Puti wala na mga ganyan ngayon dito. Wag po tayo masyadong mabilis mag-pass ng judgment. Because when Paul said, we, say we, all these character traits, descriptions, that's all of us. That's all of us. Maybe you never did a wicked thing in your life. Maybe you don't have a wicked bone in your body. But before we met God, the Bible tells us we were enemies of God. We were disobedient. 
We were wicked in our own right. Hindi nga tayo hurt ng other people, but we hurt our own bodies by giving in to the, uh, being slaves to our own pleasures and our own delight. Tayong lahat po yan. That's what we need to realize. Because when we remember our sinful past, it allows us to show an appreciation. Yan ngayon ang preparation natin for what God has done for us. It's important to recall what was my life like before I met God. I remember thinking like this. I remember saying these things to people that hurt people so much. I remember doing these things physically. I don't know. I thought about these things against other people. That was so evil, so wicked. Kung makita ng tao yung nasa utak ko, 24-7, ginawang live broadcast, naging streaming, nakakahiya kasi sobrang sama. We need to remember that because without that, without us and Paul reminding the Cretans, all of us, that we were once foolish, disobedient, slaves to our own passions, hating others, being hated by others, malicious-minded and envious of other people, we will never understand that God saved us by His goodness, by His mercy, and by His love. We natin appreciate what it means for God to extend His grace and for God to extend His mercy in verse 4. But when the goodness and loving kindness of God our Savior appeared, so here Paul starts out, remember, tayo, sabi ni Paul, tayong lahat, foolish tayo, di tayo nag-iisip, disobedient tayo, tas ganito tayo, ganyan tayo, but, sabi niya, every time Paul says, but, expect good things to happen after that. Every time he says, but, in the New Testament, something awesome always follows the word but. So when Paul said, but when the goodness, but when the loving kindness of God our Savior appeared, everything changed. God changed the game. With regards to our foolishness, with regards to our disobedience, with regards to our being sinful. The word goodness and loving kindness, it's not the kindness that people are just good to you. I mean, if you appreciate good people, yung nice lang talaga sa'yo, yung parang, eto ka, sama-sama ng araw mo, na-late ka sa trabaho, na-late ka sa work, pagdating mo, binigyan ka pa ng tea, or binigyan ka ng juice, oh, good morning, nice to see you this morning. Di ba, may mga taong gano'n, parang, it light, they light up your morning. It's not that kind of goodness or love, but the loving kindness being mentioned here is the useful kind of goodness. One that is useful, and one that is helpful. Hindi lang yung good thing na ginawa sa'yo na hindi mo na alam kung paano magre-react kasi walang kwenta sa'yo. Uh, ano bang gano'n? Meron ba tayong gano'n? Parang hindi mo alam kasi parang wala lang. It's just a good thing. But this is the good thing or loving thing that someone does to you that you can actually do something about. That you can actually use for yourself. Yan yung sinasabing loving kindness. And who had this trait? God our Savior. And who is this God our Savior? Paul was obviously talking about Jesus Christ. Just so that we are all clear that Paul was talking about Jesus Christ who gave this useful kind 
of love. What, this did, what did this Jesus do in verse 5? He saved us. Say saved. God saved us. God saved them. God saved Paul. And today, for, for those of us who have encountered Jesus Christ as your Lord and as your Savior, God saved you as well. And He not only saved us, we need to understand the why. Why did God save you? Why did God save you? He saved us not because of works done by us. And whenever Paul mentions this, he always says and emphasizes that even if you did righteous things, even if you did good things, that is not the basis and will never be the basis of why God saved you. What are the most awesome things that anyone can ever do in the world? Today, let's say, for example, someone figured out a way to stop world hunger. Nakaproduce siya ng food na pag niligyan mo ng tubig, nagmumultiply na lang, nagiging food, food, food. Dadali mo sa Ethiopia, dadali mo sa ano, far corners of Africa and all these poor countries na hindi na nila kailangan mag-grow ng food. Just add water, food na, may kakainin na lahat. Wala na magugutom ever. Even if you did that, even if you stopped the war uh, uh, all over the world, you brought world peace, even if you stopped human trafficking, Paul was saying, you were never saved because of the good things that you have done, even if it was super, super mega righteous, that you were the only one in the world to have ever done that or thought about doing that. That is not the basis of why you are saved. We need to be clear about that. Because whether you realize it or not, sometimes, sometimes we fall into that trap. My standing with God today is not so okay. Why? Why? What makes you say that? Kasi hindi na ako nakakabasa ng Bible eh. Kasi hindi na ako attend ng church eh. Kasi ganito, ganyan, hindi na ako nakakagive sa offering. Karang feeling ko nagtatampo sa akin. Kasi not so... When that becomes the basis of your standing with God, your personal righteousness, your personal goodness toward people, your personal goodness toward God, then you are relying on works to get yourself in right favor with God. So he said, He saved us not because of good works done by us in righteousness, but, there's another but. <laughs> Expect good things. Pag may but na sinasabi si, si Paul, according, but according to His mercy. It's not about the works. Not any work. Not even by good works. But it, according to God's mercy. What is this mercy? Let's talk about God's mercy in relation later on with God's grace. But it's important to understand mercy, to appreciate grace all the more. Mercy, the word mercy here, is not just similar. It's not the kind of mercy if you are married here. Sino mga married men? Can you make some noise? Married men! Awoo! Awoo! Awoo tayo Tayo mga married men, alam natin yung word na mercy. Importante yung word na mercy sa buhay natin. <laughs> Kasi kung wala yung word na mercy, hindi na tayo married ngayon. Hindi na natin kung buhay pa tayo ngayon. Marami na tayong nagawang things sa ating mga spouse that without the mercy na understanding natin, the kind of mercy, the human kind of mercy, the pity, 
the compassion, yung mga ilang beses nakalimutan yung anniversary, yung birthday, yung date, nakalimutan na... <laughs> Ilang beses natin nawala yung mga anak natin sa mall. Daming beses na po, hindi ko na mabilang. <laughs> Without the mercy of my spouse, her pity, her compassion, hindi ko na alam kung saan ako pupulutin today. But that is not the kind of mercy that God provides. We need to understand mercy on the basis of God's standard of mercy. The word mercy here means God's loyalty to His covenant. That God made a covenant to man. The moment that man sinned, God already ordained something. God already set in motion something that was a covenant, a promise that He will and should fulfill. That's the mercy that Paul was saying the loyalty that I made a promise and I will complete it. That's why when we're asking God for His mercy, let's stop thinking that, naghirap na naman kasi ako eh. Napagod na rin ako. Lord, have mercy on me. Ang hirap na kasi ng buhay ko. Maawa ka naman sa amin. Hindi yan ang mercy ni God. You're asking for the wrong kind of mercy because that's not how God works. Because if God applied pity and compassion to each and every sinner who sinned in the history of mankind, Jesus would never need to come. He could have just said, Jerry, mo, cute ka naman eh. Dami kang atraso sa akin. Sige, kalimutan mo na yan. Okay na tayo. Because if that's the kind of mercy that we're thinking about, we're thinking about the wrong mercy. That's not God's mercy. The mercy of God is His loyalty to His promise, to His covenant that I will send an offspring in Genesis 3 to crush the head of that snake and you will strike His heel. But I will bring salvation to my creation. That's the covenant of God. That's His promise to us. And God's mercy means regardless of your sinfulness, regardless whether you keep the end of your covenant to me, whether you are faithful to me or not, my mercy is my loyalty to my promise that I will send help, that I will save you. That's the mercy of God. And God made a covenant and He intends to keep that covenant. What is mercy then? Mercy. Simplify lang natin. Baka masyado mabigat. <laughs> Simplify natin. For example, sino sa inyo dito nahuli na kayo? Nahuli na kayo coding. Nahuli kayo speeding. Nahuli kayo driving without yung ilaw naka-on. Medyo strict na sila ngayon. Ang beses ako nahuli, naka-off yung ilaw. Um, for example, you got caught for speeding in a no-speeding zone. 10 kilometers per hour, naka-90 kayo, gano'n, so nahuli ka. <laughs> when somebody says, you deserve justice, ano ibig sabihin nun? Pag justice, pag justice, justice rin yan eh. Justice, ang ibig sabihin ng justice, kailangan mabigyan ka ng ticket, kailangan mabigyan ka ng penalty, punta ka dun sa ano, mag-seminar ka ng isang buwan, huwag ka pwede mag-drive, tapusin mo yung seminar, hirap no, sa seminar ka, 
<laughs> Ganon ka. Nagkaparusa, hirap. Wag po, wag po. Parang awa nyo na po. Parang awa nyo na. <laughs> Sino sa inyo na magaling magmakaawa sa mga ano, nahuhuli. Sino dito nahuhuli? Huwag na kayo magtaas ng kamay. <laughs> Justice works in the way that you get what you deserve. But mercy works like this. You were caught. You were speeding when you were not supposed to be speeding. But mercy in effect is the enforcer not giving you what you deserve. That's mercy. He will not just, he will, hindi ko sinasabi iti-tear up niya kasi hindi niya pwede gawin yun. Kailangan bayaran yung penalty. Kailangan bayaran yung penalty. May magbabayad nung penalty nung kasalanan mo. Ikaw yung nag-speeding eh. So, hindi ikaw ang magbabayad ng penalty. Merong magbabayad ng penalty. Pero ang mercy means, you will not get what you deserve. That's what mercy basically means. But this is really a very, very oversimplification of things. Uh, just so that we can have a better handle of it. So, Paul was saying, because according to the mercy of God, He saved us, and that He washed us and regenerated us, and renewed us by His Holy Spirit. What does that mean? That means basically, salvation is not just a work of the mind. Alam nyo ba, there are maybe a million kinds of religion in the world today, different people saying and providing different paths to God. All of them, the 12 steps, 36 steps, I don't know, whatever steps, uh, to God. Yung iba sinasabi, there is no God. <laughs> May mga ganon. But salvation is not the work of the mind. It's not a decision that you just say, I want to be saved, God. I want to give my life to you, God. Thank you. I am now saved. I decide. <laughs> Hindi ganon. Because salvation is a work of regeneration. It's a spiritual work that only God does for us. That's how special this salvation that God did for you. That God's mercy is an act of salvation given to us through His Son, Jesus Christ, even though not a single one of us deserve it. Yan yung kailangan nating maintindihan. Remember your past. This was who I am before I met God. And when I met God, I realized I have dami kong atraso kay God, ang dami kong kasalanan kay God, yet, He did not give me what I deserve, but He even gave me salvation. Wow! Isn't that amazing? And we'll now get to the last point and see how God's grace is so amazing that we are all justified by grace for a purpose. And this is what we need to realize in verse 7. So that being justified by His grace, we might become heirs according to the hope of eternal life. What does this word justified mean? Medyo mabigat tong justification uh, na word na to, being justified. It's actually a legal term. Paul was a very intelligent man. He was a statesman. And he knew the law, the religious law, even the, the laws of man. Mar- marami siyang, ano, marami siyang... Uh, 
uh, malaki yung hard drive ng utak niya. <laughs> so, dami niya alam. So, brilliant man. That's why he introduced legal terms in it to express uh, how to understand God's relationship with us. And he said, we are justified. You are now justified as you are saved. You are also justified by grace. To be justified means you have been approved in the legal authoritative sense. You have been cleared of all wrongdoing. You have been cleared of all charges. You have been cleared of all infractions related to your sins. That's what being justified means. In effect, you are made righteous. Maybe for some of you, parang, totoo? Really? Ganun lang yun? I am made righteous just like that? Not just like that. The Bible says, by faith. By faith in Jesus Christ, can we receive that salvation and then experience that justification by the grace of God? This is us. When we realize that we have sinned. Sino sa inyo, pagka nare-realize yung mga pinagagawa nyo, yung mga things na pinagagawa ninyo, tapos na-realize nyo, sinabi ni God sa inyo, Ian, I know what you did last summer. Alam ko lahat yan. And I know what you did last summer, part two. Alam ko lahat ng pinagagawa mo, lahat ng kasalanan mo, and then you realize, Loko! Alam ni God, lahat ng kasalanan ko, lahat ng foolish things na ginawa ko, lahat ng disobedient things, lahat ng my being slave, a slave to my pleasures, and, and, and all those things. This is how you probably feel. You feel condemned. You feel guilty because really, you are guilty of sin. None of us here in this room can say, but pastor, I'm basically a good person. <laughs> Sorry, hindi ako makarelate sa'yo kasi hindi ako masyadong sinner. Sinabi natin kanina, once, once, nagsin ka lang. You mean, never mo sinasabi, pagka ikaw, nagising ng late, tas tinawagan ka, oh, nasang ka na, malapit na tayo mag-start. Nandiyan na ako. <laughs> Lapit na mi. <laughs> never ka nag-twist ng konti ng truth na, white lie, pinky lie. <laughs> Alam mo yan? A lie is a lie. <laughs> the fact na sinasabi mo, hindi ka nagsisin, sinungaling ka. Yun lang yun. Nag-lie ka na, nagsin ka na. But now, there was this person who came up to you and told you, Ian, napakasamha mong tao, grabe. Ikaw na. <laughs> Mas malupit ka pa sa akin, pero alam mo ba, merong Jesus na nabuhay. May Jesus na namatay. Alam mo ba kung bakit siya namatay? Pinatay siyang kriminal. Namatay siya para sa lahat ng kasalanan mo. Mo lang ha, hindi sa ikaw kasi masama ka. Namatay siya sa lahat ng kasalanan mo. Alam mo ba, pagka naniwala ka lang na lahat ng kasalanan mo, binayaran rin itong Jesus na to, makiklear ka sa lahat ng kasalanan mo legally. Sa batas ng Diyos, sa batas ng tao. Ay, hindi sa batas ng tao, sa batas ng Diyos. Kasi kung nagnakaw ka, nagnakaw ka, pero makukulong ka. <laughs> hindi ko sinasabi yan, baka ako makulong dito. <laughs> sa mata ng judge. Yun na lang, sa mata ng judge. Na lahat na ginawa mong kasalanan, pag naniwala ka na si Jesus ang sumagot sa lahat ng kasalanan mo, you are now cleared of all your sin. How many of you think that's a ridiculous proposition? Why would anyone do that? 
Why would anyone sacrifice his life, his good life? Wala naman siyang ginawang kasalanan, pero inaccuse siya, pinatay siya as if he was the worst criminal in the world. But there was someone who did that. That was God through His Son, Jesus Christ. And when He did that, He did that not only for those people who have sinned before Him, not only for the people who sinned during His lifetime, He did that even to everyone who will sin in the future. And that includes each and every one of us. And when you say, now you are justified, means when Ian says, okay, I believe that Jesus is real. I believe Jesus said what He meant. That when He died, He sacrificed His life for me as a payment as a curse offering, as a sin offering for all my sin. And now, I'm not the sinner anymore, but He became sin Himself. So that when God looks at me, when God looks at Ian, He doesn't see the foolish, disobedient, malicious, envious, hating, hateful, pleasure-seeking, Ian. But now, he has been justified. Which means, God sees his own righteous son instead of our sinfulness. That's what being justified by grace means. A great pastor said this to me. And I wrote it down to make sure I don't miss it. He said this, we did all the sinning, and Jesus did all the saving. I don't know if you know this Pastor Jerry. <laughs> but this is God's grace. Remember that policeman? Yang policeman na binibigyan ka ng ticket. Justice, if you want justice, bibigyan ka niya ng ticket, magsiseminar ka ng one year. Makakalimutan mo na kung paano mag-drive. Gusto mo ng mercy? Hindi ka na niya bibigyan ng ticket. Pero hindi pa tapos yun eh. Grace means hindi ka lang nabigyan ng ticket, nakaalis ka na, etong grace. Uy, parang mukhang hindi ka pa nakakain ng isang taon na. Sandali lang. Pupunta siya sa kotse mo. Maglalabas ng isang bag of groceries. Bibigyan kanya ng bag of groceries. Tignan niya yung kotse mo, yung kulong mo, parang isang ikot na lang, puputok na. Bibigyan kanya ng bagong set of tires. Tapos parang, alam mo mukhang napakahirap ng buhay mo. Bibigyan ka rin niya ng LED TV. Ang dami niya binigay sa'yo. Mga hindi mo natalam. Wow! Grabe naman to! Ano pa nagawa ko? Sabihin niya sa'yo, wala. Because of my mercy, I made the promise. But because of my grace, we all get what we don't deserve. See, extreme, we're all bound for hell and eternal damnation. 
God not only saves us from that hell, but He gives us the hope of eternal life. So much more that we don't deserve. That is the grace of God that we never work for, that we never earn, that we don't even deserve. But we're not done. We're not done. There, there is still the issue of the ticket. <laughs> Someone has to pay for it. Someone has to suffer the consequences of what you did wrong. And that's what Jesus did. Because God in His supreme holiness, hindi niya pwedeng sabihin, punitin ko na tong ticket. And that's where this illustration goes south. God can never tear up that ticket. He has to pay for it Himself. He has to sacrifice and suffer the penalty. And that's what Jesus did. He died and paid the penalty for every single sin that we've done. Past, present, even future sin. And now, this thing that we have, that hope of eternal life, that's just God's grace. That's God's grace for us. Not only are we saved from hell and eternal damnation, God gives us eternity. But this eternity is not just hindi lang to something na para mabuhay lang tayo ng matagal. Actually, in Titus 3, verse 1 and 2, Paul starts out reminding the, the Cretans, you guys, sabi niya, Titus, tell them to be submissive to rulers and authorities. Be obedient. Be ready for every good work. Speak of evil to no one, of no one. To avoid quarreling. Be gentle. Show perfect courtesy toward people. If you read each and every one of them, if you read verse 3, those are the exact opposite of every single one of verse 3. Foolish, disobedient, seeker pleasures, malicious envy. Because God saves us not for the sake of us having convenient lives. God saves us for a purpose. And God's purpose is for us to do good works. That's the purpose of good things. That's the purpose of good works. That there is a purpose why God saves us today. That I hope we're not here to just warm the pews. Punta lang tayo dito ng Sunday. Kanta tayo, ang galing ng music, ang galing ng experience, ang galing ng mga pastors dito. Gwapo ng mga pastors. Ang cute-cute. Sobra, grabe. Tawa-tawa ka, tas iyak ka sa dulo. Tas uwi ka na. <laughs> Hindi ganon ang purpose ni Lord sa buhay mo. He has a plan for your purpose. To change your campus, to change the world, to change the world that you live in by submitting to authority, by being obedient, being good people, making peace with one another so that we can win them so that there are inroads for the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen? As I close, through Jesus, we are saved from our sinful past by God's mercy and are justified and made righteous by His amazing grace to fulfill His purpose in our lives. We don't deserve God's grace. We don't deserve God's mercy. But He's giving it to us anyway by faith in the Son of God, Jesus Christ. Let's all bow our heads. I just pray for you and I'll call Pastor Jerry. Heavenly Father, we, we come to you today we want to thank you for your unending loving kindness, your goodness. Lord, thank you for your mercy 
for your loyalty to your covenant promise. Not because we are good people, Lord, but it's the exact opposite. But because of your mercy, Lord, even though we don't deserve it, you're willing to give it to us anyway. And Lord, help us to understand that we are made righteous by that one thing your Son did for us, by saving us on that cross so that we can be used with purpose in all our lives. We commit everything to you, Lord. We bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. Can we give God praise? Thank you. Thank you, Pastor Gilbert. While Pastor Gilbert was preaching, I can't help but think of two people in this room. First, are those who have given and surrendered their lives already to Christ. And I have a question for you. Can you imagine what your life is right now if God did not come to your life? Ano na kayang ginagawa natin? Ano na kayang ginagawa niyo? What could our life have been if not for Christ in our lives? Let's think about that for a while. And as we think about it, can we just bow our heads and just utter our own personal prayers to God, thanking Him, appreciating Him for what He has done. Can you do that? Thank Him for saving you. Lord, thank You. Thank You for coming after us. Lord, we've been running away. We've been ignoring You. But thank You, Father, for You came to our lives. Now we are saved. Now we can enjoy a life. Now we are enjoying a life with you in our hearts. Lord Father, I pray that in the same way that Pastor Gilbert preached about us living out our purpose, may we continue living this purpose for you. And thank you, Father, for, Lord, indeed, your amazing grace is in us. So we can fulfill what you have called us to do in this life. Thank you, Father, for saving us. In Jesus' name. I want to speak now to another set of people in this room. Maybe you are here and you're listening to Pastor Gilbert and you're saying, Pastor Gilbert, you're describing someone. You're, you're talking about what could possibly happen, but I am not there yet. I am still someone who haven't received Christ. You see, it's quite it's quite amazing that God brought you here so that you may see and understand what lies beyond the decision of receiving Christ, of receiving His mercy, receiving His grace, and allowing Him to be your Lord and Savior. Today is your day. God is inviting you. Would you receive Him? Would you receive that justification in your life and enjoy the life that God has prepared for you with His mercy grace and justification. With all heads bowed and all eyes closed, no one looking around, please. If you want to make that decision to surrender your life to Jesus right now, making Him Lord and Savior, can I pray for you? Would you raise your hand if that is you? Raise your hand, yes. Just declare to God, Lord, that's me. Can you raise it up high so that I would know who I'm praying for? Thank you. Hey, 
Praise God. Pray this prayer with me. Jesus, thank you for running after me. Thank you for accepting me, loving me, being good to me in spite of my sin. Thank you for in you I know that I am forgiven. Today, as I come to you, I am receiving your full pardon, your mercy, your grace. Now I receive and believe that by your grace I am justified from all the sins that I have done. And thank you that even today I am being given a new life. In this new life that you're giving me, I make a decision that you are now my Lord and Savior. That I would live this life for you, fulfilling the purposes that you have given me. In Jesus' name. You just heard a message from Victory. For more messages like these, visit victory.org.ph or download the Victory app.